What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 225 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, what's going on, dude? Hey, man, I'm just counting all your fingers, counting all my fingers, and seeing that they're all there. So ten I mean, and ten, good. ten and ten. <laughs> well, for for what it's worth, I'm I'm uh, nine and nine and seven eighths on the uh, <laughs> well, have have been for I don't know twelve years or something like that, but. Uh, Got into a fight with a lawnmower one time. Oh, lost uh, lost the tip. Just, just the played, tip. Just, just the tip. played a little bit of just the tip with the yeah. lawnmower. And yep, lawnmower one. Yep, it did. <laughs> they don't lose very often. <laughs> don't right. ask how that happened. That was uh, <clears throat> that was sticking your fingers somewhere where it shouldn't have been. Yep. I, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a saying. Uh, there's a guy at work. I I got my thumbs crushed one time at work. Two hundred and fifty tons of of uh pressure on a on a uh break but uh guy at work who who has all the funny sayings he said well scott you one thing you gotta learn is you never put your finger somewhere you wouldn't put your pecker <laughs> <laughs> that's very true <laughs> so so yeah. uh that's uh that's words to live by right there <laughs> that's words to live by so uh this week uh, episode 225 as always brought to you by our good friends over at dakota angler in sioux falls south dakota stop on up there on the north side of sioux falls benson road uh stop in talk to todd talk to josh talk to the rest of the crew uh very knowledgeable and uh they've got some super smoking deals right now uh going on r12 fillet knife matt yes yep the rapala r12 fillet knife is marked down to a hundred and it's the lithium version you know it's down to a hundred and ten dollars uh what's the so, chances that both of you you and i are going to probably order that uh within the next 24 hours probably pretty good that's what i'm thinking Pro- probably pretty good because you know like i said it's it's a heck of a deal it goes till july 9th till july 9th yep till july uh, 9th i'm so. telling you right now if todd was on the call he would say 100 percent chance 100 uh, percent. he would say that of the whole entire listening area. That's right. So, uh, so that's um, one of the many deals that's going on there right what now. What else do we got? We got Fluger President Reels, $25 off. President XT Reels, $40 off. And uh, still all Fenwick rods on sale, but uh, quantities are getting limited. So if you want yourself a Fenwick rod, you better get in there in the next, I'm going to say, 48 hours. Yeah, 48 right. hours other after that matt's gonna have them all bought all of them bought and every single one how if, many how many are left none yeah definitely i mean and that and that's the thing is we're just telling you some of the deals that are going on oh, out yeah. there you stop in there even on if you check them out online at www.dakotaangler.com um there's all kinds of other deals out there that you might be surprised at like you might have been looking for something for a while and all of a sudden you're looking online or you stop in at the store and you're like oh what i've been looking for and it's on sale so can't beat that i mean as crazy as crazy as it sounds i mean we are in july and pretty soon they're going to be thinking ice fishing up there you know starting to get all that stuff there was frost in north dakota this morning isn't that there was frost this morning that is we have a we have a low in the 40s tonight yeah somebody like 48 or something i saw somebody the other day posted online that um cicadas already Oh yeah, you know what they always say, like yep. six, six weeks, weeks till frost. frost. And but according to my brother, that's complete and total bullcrap. But I, <laughs> I, I am here to tell you, my brother's wrong. <laughs> but no, he always has been. <laughs> definitely stop up there and uh, check out all the deals that are going on up there at Dakota Angler. That's right. And if you can't, www.dakotaangler.com. Use code Dirtbag, and that's one way to make sure everything's on sale. That's right. No that's matter the best what. way to do it. But. Uh, Oh, what was, God dang it. Matt, 4th of July just this last weekend. Did you have a good, safe 4th of July? Did you blast off any firecrackers? Do you like calling them fireworks or firecrackers? I like calling them firecrackers. That's a lot funner. Right. I always say fireworks, but, you know, firecrackers. Oh, I always say fireworks, but 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 the thought of saying firecrackers. When I, when you, I, I'll call everything else a firework, but I'll always call like the black cats firecrackers. Yeah. I think firecrackers don't go aerial. Right. Right, I think yep. I think they stay on the ground a little bit smaller. That's you, a firecracker. You know, I messed with the black cats a lot when I was younger. I just I can't do that anymore because I don't. My reflexes are slower because you gotta have good reflexes oh, yeah. with those things. Because <clears throat> yep. I mean, it doesn't take much. And then pow pow. Um, yep. I I can remember one time we were hanging out 
doing hood rack stuff <laughs> oh, yeah. in Ellsworth. And some older guys drove by and they, they took some fireworks or firecrackers and threw them out their window at us and pop, 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 and all this stuff. And they thought that was pretty funny. So they went up a block and turned around and here they come wheeling back around and they're going to do it again. And you can see them light it up in the, in the car and they go to throw it out of the car. It didn't make it out. Missed. (laughs) (laughs) The window was up a little bit too far and it lit up the inside of that car pretty good. So, and that was the last time they tried pulling that break. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I I got a question for you, Matt, without being the math person fast, you got to do this fast. Okay. How old is the United States of America now? Oh, um, fast, 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 fast. 535 years, 247. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I didn't know where well, I knew I seven, yeah. 1776. 1776 yeah. I, I, I know it was, it was kind of one of those deals where I, I typed it in like, how old is the United States of America? And yeah, 247, 247. So happy birthday, America. That's right. How Man, was, how was, that's the, a lot of candles to blow out. How, how was the fireworks show over there this year? At they didn't have, well, oh, they had right. one on Saturday, Saturday night. They had one on right. Saturday night. And, uh, the one, uh, that was supposed to be 4th of July, apparently the barge like blew up on Spirit Lake the I night prior. I so. like that, that it started on fire or something. So, yeah, I don't know what the, what the deal was there. So they postponed it until this Saturday night. So if you're in the area this Saturday night, get ready for a banger. But the but even Saturday the the one that you're talking about that happened this past Saturday was pretty good one. Too, oh yeah, yeah. It? Every I mean, single Saturday night on Westlake Okoboji, uh, they have a fireworks display. Yeah. So and and it's good, you know. Obviously, it's not Fourth of July good, but uh, um, I mean, it's it's no slouch. I'll tell you that. So better seats this year than what you've had in previous years, or oh yeah, the new place. Yeah, that new see? place is you know right there on Pocahontas Point. Uh, yeah, that's what we're on Pocahontas Point. I mean, heck, we can we could literally step out the front door, you know, towards the water and and look out there, have a great have a great view of it. <clears throat> I mean, go out on the dock and it's spectacular. And and of course, you know, can't beat it from a boat. But uh, no, that's that's really the cool thing because you know it's it, I'll, I'll be honest, it gets a little western, uh, battling traffic, oh, you know, I out bet. there. On, I can believe you that. know in the dark heading back and. You know, you get a couple guys with a couple too many bush lattes in them, and they think they need to go super fast. And whoa, settle down, settle down. But I love I love listening to the game warden, you know, stories after Fourth oh, yeah. of July over there about how guys are so afraid to drive, you know, drive by the the COs over there that they'll go inside the buoys at full bore and they see a few lower units yeah. get lost throughout yeah. the oh, yeah. throughout the night and stuff like that because they're you know they're trying to be like oh no i, I can make it through here yeah nope. right over pike's point and <laughs> no not pike's pillsbury, pillsbury point, point. Yep. yeah yep. that's taking a lot of units <laughs> off and even gall point i mean yep. uh, my dad scraped the lower unit and he said he was like 30 yards out past the buoy so yeah. i mean it it happens but uh nope pretty crazy uh <clears throat> Another crazy thing uh, that's been on uh, been on Facebook. I'm sure you've got it uh, sent to you a few times. I think we've got it sent to us in a couple of the group chats that we're in. But uh, um, all the ruckus the last couple weeks has been about this new world record uh, bass, new world record bass, record bass, record bass, and uh, I mean, heck, it it's it's so big that. Kelloland, like yeah. out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Kelloland News six days ago, after months of anxiously waiting to hear back from the International Game Fish Association, Leanne Powell got confirmation she had officially broken the world record for biggest largemouth bass ever caught in her line class. In her line class. And I would say the one thing that we've really learned from this whole entire ordeal is that no one actually reads the articles. Exactly right. They just read the headlines. Texas largemouth bass confirmed as world record catch. Texas largemouth bass confirmed as world record catch. And everyone's sending it to us. And and fine, like it's a badass fish, but it's 12 pounds, 8 ounces. Yeah, it's not even probably the biggest fish that's ever been caught in that lake. (laughs) That week, right? I mean, OH Ivy down there in Texas, like oh, yeah. that. I mean, that's kicking out 16 pounders. Yep, like it. I guarantee you, it was not the biggest largemouth bass caught that week in that lake. Probably not that day. In that, in you're, you, you probably aren't wrong. 
12 pounds, 8 ounces, which is a banger awesome fish. Awesome fish. Awesome Incredible. Fish. Doubles my personal best. But it's 12 pounds, 8 ounces. And just to, just to kind of put this into perspective, that is nearly a full 10 pounds less than what the actual world, world record, record is. Yeah, right. Uh, so the the actual world record is twenty two point four pounds. I mean, that that's that's nearly ten pounds bigger. And so what this is is that the line class. So apparently the International Game Fish Association has different line classes, and and uh, I've got it written down here. Oh jeez, now I'm not going to be able to find it, but. Uh, so they so they do a four pound line, eight pound line, twelve pound line, and sixteen pound line classes. So she was actually using ten pound Seaguar red label, and guess what? It tested higher than ten pounds. So she she was in the twelve pound class. <laughs> like okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you something about world records. In my personal opinion, my personal opinion. You either got the world record or you don't. Exactly. You either caught the biggest, biggest ever ever or you, you didn't. didn't. Right. The only way that there is more than one person holding the world record for largemouth bass is that if another person catches a 22.4 pounder. That's exactly the same. Then then there's two guys, yep. two two anglers, could be a female, that can both be the world record holder. But but line class, I mean, when Seaguar 10-pound line actually goes in the 12-pound class because it tested higher, I, I mean, I can go I can go with a bow fishing record. You know, it, it's, right. it's a yeah, different like deal. Spe- yep. uh-huh. But, I, I mean, I, I can go a little bit down that path. But at the end of the day, the world record deer. Right. I mean, some of them are found dead. Some of them are hit by a car. Some of them got shot by a guy with a shotgun. Yeah. Some of them are, are bow and arrow. Like, I get if you want to have a an, an archery class, I can get if you want to do a bow fishing class. Or, or you know, a, a class, not, you know, a... a category. Type yeah, deal. category. Yeah. Category. But at the end of the day, the world record is the biggest one. Right, and especially to, like, what the media has done and put it out there like the world record was caught you know and it's just right as soon as you like look at the picture you're just like that's not the world record yeah there's no way in hell that's the world record it's like that's that's not even a state record yeah but like we said i mean it almost it almost started going back to the whole like we give ramsey crap about this all the time about you know personal best your pb you know well that's my river pb that's my you know, my lake PB, and then we always are like, well, my different favorite. state PB. Yeah, state, you know, a spinning rod, a baitcaster PB, you a know, fly fishing this. rod. So, I mean, I, did you catch I it from it. a boat? Did you catch it from a kayak? <laughs> did you catch it from shore? <laughs> right. Were you using braid? Right. Were you using mono? Were you using the, fluoro? I wonder what the shore world record largemouth bass is. <laughs> I mean, but that, but that's just it. I right. mean, like, this is such a slippery slope. You start going. I mean, I think the Midwest Angler Podcast should have world record for fish caught wearing Crocs. <laughs> That's right. The Croc on. I never hold it. The Croc. Well, the, I mean, no of, problem. I mean, instead I'm, of the Kraken, the Crocking. The, the Crocking. Jesus, that 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 Kraken. That's a whole nother deal. Freaking. I th- is it Minn Kota or Garmin or who the hell just Garmin? Garmin. What the frick? What, what does Kraken even mean? There's a freaking like there's a freaking football team named the Kraken. There's hockey like there's team. a vodka named yeah. Kraken. Like like it's like, it's like were all the good names taken all of a sudden or what? Is that what it is? Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. God dang it. But uh, whatever. <laughs> like you want to get me fired up? I saw that. I'm like, what the? What is with this shit? But whatever. Moving moving back to freaking records. You know I. I can do I can do two world records uh, when it comes to a fish, and that's uh, I, I I could do length and I could do weight. All right, I, I can do that. Yep. I mean, you know, I, I think weight is is kind of the more standard, obviously. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I could do a length record because I mean, some freak of nature that's super long, like 
you know, there's a coolness to that too. Like yeah. th- there is something to that, but, uh, I don't know the, the whole multiple world records, different line classes, different, you well, know, in all reality, then if there's like all these, I mean, and I always knew there was line class records and stuff like that and it's all cool, but like in all reality, I wonder how many kids should actually be holding line class records because a lot of times they have like four pound test on their little poles and you'll see like a kid catch like a 20 pound Northern or yep, 10 yep. pound walleye on, you know, fishing for crappies or something like that. And they pull in this big one and it's just like, have you ever thought about like looking into the line class record and, you know, pretty soon you'll see some little kid <laughs> right. holding the 30 inch walleye and, you know, a 10 pound walleye world record, 10 pound walleye and people. And, and, you know, like it, it would suck if the world record walleye was found dead, oh, you know, right. uh, you know, and, and I get it, it, it should probably have to be alive to, yeah. to whatever. But I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's just the, to me, a world record by definition is, is, is the biggest, yep. the best, the fastest, the largest. And, and, uh, you know, it, it just, for me, when, when there's multiple world records, I mean, when you get right down to it there, I mean, there could be 25 largemouth bass world records. Well, that, yeah. you know, that, yeah, right. that that's not right. It like th- there's one and, and I don't well, know. And does, does every fish then have its like qualify for a line class record then? I suppose. I would assume. I would assume. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, who, that's a full-time job just keeping that shit I think, straight. I mean, you think about how many 50 plus inch muskies have been caught when guys are, you know, rigging for walleye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so here you're talking eight pound, 10 pound test and you're catching a, 50 some pound or 50 some inch walleye or musky well i mean to that point i just just don't think that people there's a lot of people out there that fish that don't realize that there are line class records and it's just like oh i just caught a big fish and i don't know they must have been pretty aware of it to to do it and for them for her to catch a a 12 pound fish well on 12 pound line that 12 pound line yeah it's really not like it's it's like oh okay why well, I don't know. I think it. I think it just goes to prove to you that a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention to like those records. No, I. I don't think they do. I. I don't. I don't think they do. You know, one. One thing about it, like, uh, if if I would go up to, you know, Lake Lake Sharp, and go ahead and pop off the the world record walleye you know 17 and a half pounds or whatever the hell the actual world record walleye is you know maybe it's 18 19 20 hell i don't even know but i mean cabela's is going to call me yeah bass pro shops is going to call me you think anyone's calling her (laughs) probably not no not a damn person (laughs) not a damn person like i mean people are probably doing it and then they're like once she explains it to them they're probably saying oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's not the actual world yeah, record. Not. Well, no, it is. Well, no, 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 it's not. So. Right. And and I mean, I'm not knocking. I'm I'm not knocking somebody that has a world record. It has like I mean state records, whatever line class. I don't right. Know. Like I mean, there's there, there's there. I guess there's a coolness to it. Like right. there, there's a coolness to it. But at the end of the day, that isn't. That isn't the world record, and you can't really bill it as such, right? It, in it my is, personal opinion, it's it's one of those things that when you do finally see it, people are kind of like, "Whoa, okay, man!" They have a lot of different crazy things yep. to like record these things. It's just like with the Guinness Book of World Records. All of a sudden, somebody will, you know, the, the world's longest pizza, and it's just like, <laughs> right. "Oh, really?" There's right. actually something for that. It's well, like, oh, I saw okay. Joey Chestnut, uh, right. Like, you know, he won the hot dog eating contest again this, this past weekend. But dude's got like 77, uh, 77 world records for like eating. And I mean, it's it's something like he, he holds a record for like 343 apple pies in 12 hours or something like that. Like, you know, somebody else could literally go in and eat 342 in 11 hours and get the world record also. Right. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, I know you're you know it, right. it gets that goofy, you know. Yep. You could do it in ten hours and thirty eight minutes, and you know, <laughs> records a record. Oh well, yeah, I guess it is. But uh, you know, it, it's just it's, it's kind of a weird deal. So I, I'm not going to knock somebody that you know set out with with four pound line and you know happened to pull in a ten pound walleye. Like there's a really neat 
there, there's a neatness to that. There you really know, is. I mean, you know, the the disadvantage of of not having freaking you know sixty pound braid on or, or whatever. Like that, there is a neatness to that. But just in my personal opinion, a world record is the biggest. It's the biggest. Yep. This and and there's the only biggest, one. Like you know, caught. Like I know. mentioned earlier, you go on Boone and Crockett and you look up world record deer. Some of them are found dead. Some of them are hit by cars, you know, whatever. And I guess there's a little bit different too, you know, that's kind of comparing apples to oranges. When a deer dies, its antlers, you know, no, no it doesn't decompose and, yeah. and whatever. The, those antlers are still there. But, uh, you know, I guess fish just have to be alive and, and that is what it is. It and is and it is. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it's a different deal. But, uh, um, yeah. I guess the real silver lining is the fact that we know no one actually reads the articles. <laughs> right. Like so I think just print I think headlines. That one day you just and print I headlines. Were in like three different three different groups together and it was just like, boom, did you guys see this? Boom, did you I mean the ones were like literally like back to back. Did you guys yep. see this? And it's just like I think I I even like re- <laughs> yeah. the second one I was like Get them, Scott. I, I said educate them, Scott. Yep, or something, something like that. Because yep. at first I saw it too and I was just like it's like there's no way in hell that that's, yep. that's the world record and then you had read the article and you came in and you were just like no you know, well it's like line class and it's just like oh okay and yep. it's just i mean the way they headline it uh, i guess it's just a clickbait deal and but it's just how much it has taken off like it's probably the most popular 12 pound bass that's ever been <laughs> right, in the right. united states you know gotten the most press yep and i guess you know i i don't know how many people are actually setting out with 4 pound test to to uh um you know try to catch a, a giant walleye on it uh, but i got a feeling most of them probably happen by accident um right. you know you, you go out pan fishing and you happen to catch a walleye you get it in and it's like you know yeah you'll never believe it i caught it on my bluegill pole no kidding you know like well you know that's got to be some sort of a record and and you look into it and it is but uh well you think that ice fishermen would hold a lot of the records then because you know a lot of those guys i mean look at us over at okaboji a lot of times we're one two pound test over there and all of a sudden you hook into a you know a 12 pound northern right well that's either a no one really knows about it or b right. you know it it uh maybe they are because i don't know about it like i've never <laughs> looked into got, it probably some dude need, from minnesota probably uh, holds the records but uh, the one guy in minnesota that actually knows like right. hey, there's a four pound deal but uh <laughs> maybe we need to find like an obscure like record like that and try yep, to break it yep it'd be fun or something it'd like be that. way fun i mean but, we, we could probably do it over at uh lake levon <laughs> oh for sure for sure they over there with one pound test line and catch a two pound bluegill that's gonna yep. be kind of like a record i don't yep. know i would think so that but, nobody's registered i mean maybe there's all these records that like like a five ounce bluegill holds yep. like the record for yeah, it's one just pound line. no it's one's like, ever entered one Yep. Maybe we need to just start. It's like when the catfish and when the catfish uh, record got vacated in South Dakota, and the yeah. record got broken like twelve times in twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, I held the state record for a while. No, nope. we could get jackets made up. <laughs> That'd be badass. <laughs> state record Way badass. Midwest Angler Podcast bio: home of the home of the world record one pound line bluegill wherever you go walking around at the ice institute this year hand out know, business cards <laughs> introduce yourself <laughs> world record holder it's the gas tournament world record holder yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, uh speaking of like non-target species and whatnot um for for those of you guys that aren't friends with me on facebook i had the good fortune of uh actually uh besting my personal best walleye over the weekend uh going into this weekend uh 23 pounds was my personal 23 best 23 pounds that's 23 it. 23 inches 23 inches 23 inches my bad <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pounds. the world record but uh, <laughs> right. it's just a smidge short he caught it on he caught it on a threading yarn line <laughs> yeah. you know you know thread yep. you know yep. so yep it was the world record but uh um 23 inch while I was my uh, personal best going into the weekend, and uh, I actually had the good fortune of uh, of uh, getting a 27. And uh, beautiful I, looking fish. God, it looked like it was from Canada, didn't it? It did. I think Ooh, it's man, that, it was pretty. But uh, there's something about those walleyes from Okaboji with that crystal clear water that yep. you get that darkness to yep. them, and it's just it was it was a beautiful looking fish. Yep. Um, no, my. Uh, my wife and my son, my two-year-old son, uh, we were out at the end of the dock, and uh, uh, Slate tossed in a, um, uh, well, I tossed in uh, his his bobber with a waxworm on it, and 
I hucked out my chatterbait off the end of the dock and I'm like six reels in and my wife's like, you know, I think he's got one. And so I look over and sure enough, he, he's got one. So I quick, you know, burn it back in and, and set my rod down, help him get it up. And yeah, you know, a four inch bluegill or whatever, took a picture, tossed it back in and, uh, whatever I, I throw back in his, uh, bobber and, and wax worm and kind of sit there and watch him for a few seconds and not nothing's hitting it so i pick my chatterbait back up and i whip it out there and and uh i probably got like six eight reels in and and my wife's like i think he might have another one and i kind of look at it so i know my chatterbait kind of dropped then and uh, i'm like no no he's good and i'm like three reels back in you know just kind of sucking up uh slack and all of a sudden thunk and <laughs> and i felt it and it's like uh, i don't know so i set the hook and and immediately it was like oh boy like <laughs> oh boy so i'm yelling at my wife i'm like you got to go get grady tell him to get a net tell him to get back out here i'm assuming i've got a big pike or a muskie right and uh you know it that that's just what made the most sense to me you know i had been catching two three pound bass out there and you know this was considerably uh you could tell yeah i could tell something bigger is heavy yep. And, and so, I mean, it, it was a one hell of a fight for about 20 seconds. And then finally, I, you know, it, I'll be honest, it was probably only 20 seconds in and, and it kind of gave up. I got it up to the surface and I started reeling it in and I'm like, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's musky, you know, it's, it's short musky and, you know, still reeling it in. I can just see the gold. And so I'm yep. thinking it's a musky. And like I said, I mean, I bomb casted it out there. It's, it's coming. And uh, it kind of dove back down again, and so it's down and under, and, and I start pulling it back up right up by the dock, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, f <laughs> like, that ain't no muskie. Like, that's a, you know, in, I'll be honest, like, I thought it was 35 inches when I first saw it. <laughs> oh, right. Like, I mean, it was for sure the state record, Biggest especially, on 12 pound, on 12, especially on 12-pound. But um, so whatever, I'm like, you know, God dang it, like, my wife is just now getting to the house like there there's no chance there's like literally right. no chance that grady's gonna get a net and get it back out here so i had to make the executive decision that uh i was just gonna hold it out and i was literally just gonna slide it over the top of the water all, all the, the way, way to, to the shore. shore yeah and so that's what i did i just kind of trucked beached it right it. on down that dock and I, that's what i did i beached it i, I pulled it up on the rock on and, that and, and that's exactly what i did uh pulled it up over the rock kind of boat flipped it up onto the grass and uh grady comes out right about then with the with the net and and uh he's like what'd you get i'm like i freaking got a huge walleye grady and he's like holy cow and so i quick ran and grabbed uh um we had a measuring uh board right right on the other side of the house and so i quick ran and grabbed that came back and and uh i i i wrote 27 inches on on facebook Honestly, it was about 26 and 7 eighths. It, it, it didn't, I, I couldn't get it to hit 27. It I 27. didn't spend a ton of time doing it. But uh, uh, th there's a chance if I would have straightened it out a little bit better and fanned the tail a little, I, I may have hit 27. It but was 27. I, I agree. I agree. That's what I'm calling it. But, uh, no, I was, I was pretty jacked up. <clears throat> Brought it back down to the stairs after some pictures and uh, the swimming stairs that go off the dock and uh, started uh, – started to you know go, going into it i had thought man you know like this this might be one the for wall. the wall here yeah. and uh you know I, when i realized that it was 27 it's like okay it's not going on the wall well i started letting the thing go and uh it kind of kicked out of my hands and i'm like all right you know good to go and then it went belly up and i'm like son of a you know it's like right. well okay you know like i'm gonna so i jumped into the water and uh got down there and, and held it upright and you know just the waves kind of coming in uh you know kept going and i could just feel this thing kept getting a little bit more strength yeah. a little bit more strength and you know i mean i don't care any way you slice it and dice it you can't take a bunch of pictures you can't get a measurement you can't do all that stuff you know in in 15 seconds so i mean it was out of the water for you know i, I don't know uh, enough time that uh you know i probably overdid it but i mean i don't know minute little bit longer I, I don't know hell i don't know it felt felt like eight seconds but who knows how long it really was but uh you know i could just tell that thing just kept on getting more strength getting more strength and all of a sudden shoom, you know just, it, it yeah. just it launched the water's so clear like we could go out halfway down the dock and 
it just you know we could we could watch it swim right back yep. out and so it 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 had a good kick it definitely got strength it was sucking to the bottom it it looked good swimming away so i feel good about it i feel like i'm probably going to catch that one again next week probably then again next year and uh you know just kind of keep best in my pb did you did you name it then any, no i any, didn't any but distinguishing marks on it no no i don't know what i would name him but uh it, it'd probably have to be some sort of a canadian name just because i i felt like it kind of looked canadian <laughs> looked like a canadian strain walleye definitely definitely uh ancestors oh, came from north of the border yeah oh gussie yeah. oh that's but, old uh, gussie. but uh I didn't. I didn't actually mean to tell that whole entire story right there, but uh, just kind of came out because uh, we wanted to talk about non-target species. So, moral of the story: I was hucking out a chatterbait. Go ahead and catch myself a walleye. Uh, my personal best flathead catfish came when I was throwing a paddle tail for smallmouth bass down at yeah. the river, and uh, you know I know Ramrod was using a small tungsten jig through the ice fishing for bluegills. Caught himself a 26-inch walleye out, out, up on West Okaboji. And, you know, I, I think I think it would be mind-blowing if we found out how many people's personal best fish came when they definitely were, we're not targeting, targeting that specific species. They were species. Accidental, accidental personal best. Yeah. It, 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 do you have crazy. one? I do. I, I would have to say, well, you know, I've caught some big sheep's head oh yeah fishing yeah that's small right mouth or, yeah, just last week just we didn't we haven't week. even had we haven't recorded since we went fishing but go ahead go ahead since we i we were flipping docks and i yeah. caught that big old sheep's head underneath of a dock flipping for it um and there was no question holy shit this is a big this fish big whatever <laughs> i told you i looked at you and i go whatever it is it's big i thought it was a loch ness monster right. there for a second because that that rod doubled yep it was just like and it's not coming up it's just nope. like what the hell we got here and again i thought maybe it was a big pike or a big musky and ended up, ended up being a big sheep's head uh I've nobody's caught, Nobody's personal best sheep said came when they were targeting, targeting sheep. Right. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever does. Um, uh, let's see here. I've caught big bass. Pike? fishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. Throwing those big baits. And yep. I've caught a couple big largemouth doing that. The one day... Travis Nielsen and I were musky fishing, and he caught like a 27-inch wall. I've caught in big walleyes musky fishing, too, a 27, yep. a 24 that one day. So, I mean, there's just all kinds of different different fish, like when you're not targeting them. Yep. I mean, it just comes up, you know, I maybe I've caught in a lot of walleyes on chatterbaits. It's just crazy. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think for this particular walleye, you know, Obviously, I don't think that uh, it was like, oh, frick yeah, chatterbaits. I love chatterbaits, you know, but it, 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 it just happened just to be sitting there and that like thing a came blue by. Gill coming through yep, and, and it's just like, and it was going, I <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't resist yeah, it. I, I believe it. I'd been watching those bass eat it and they're like, he just thought, man, this looks like fun. Those guys, yeah, those like guys are fun. way cool. Those guys are way like, cooler than me. Wild and crazy guys. I yep. want to be like that too. So, yep. You know, down here at the river, I, I've probably mentioned it on this podcast before, but uh, all the time you, you hear of these guys out actually targeting flathead catfish, they're the dudes, you know, floating right. big chubs and whatnot. They're the dudes that end up with big walleyes. They're catching big walleyes. The yeah. guys that are down trying for walleyes, trying for smallmouth bass, are consistently the guys that catch the big, that catch the big flathead yeah. catfish, you know. I, I don't know like, what like some I of these said, big flatheads, you know, that a few of these guys have caught over the years, but right. I mean, 40, you know, 40 pounds or something yep. like that, you know, well, what'd you catch it on? Oh, you know, twister tail. Oh, yeah. you throwing know, a wrap, throwing a wrap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that wow. All that type of stuff. And, and, uh, I, I really do think that it happens way more often, you know, Lee Livesey, uh, you know, a couple of years ago out on the Missouri river, you know, obviously, uh, you know, bass, bass fishing guy spot something on his on his uh uh graphs and drops down to it and sure as shit it's a big old freaking walleye and and uh i i don't know i just got a feeling that if if you really asked around it it, it would probably be mind-blowing how many it, it really is crazy how many that you're not targeting that you know that's like i said that's usually when the big fish happen is when you least expect them i mean yeah it is really crazy like I said a little bit ago too, with the walleye guys trolling wraps and catching big muskies, I mean yep. it is yep. it is it is quite crazy. 
And how many, <laughs> I wonder if, how many of them have been like, where you see where a guy will hook into a bluegill or something like that and the muskie will come up and grab Oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. That happens more often. It seems like John Grosvenor over at uh, the Iowa Great Lakes, I, I don't know. It seems like he just has more luck with that than, than any other person. Yeah. And then granted he posts the most because I think he goes out on the most guide trips. But, uh, I mean, I feel like he has that happen about once or twice, once a, year. Or twice a year and, yeah. uh, he, he must be good at coaching those clients to get it in because they get it in yeah. more often than not. I feel I just about had a big muskie take a bluegill out of my hand a couple years ago over there. So really, oh yeah, I was reaching down. I had a nice like 10 inch bluegill on, on a drop shot when I was bass fishing. Really? So here I got a big bluegill on when I was bass fishing and I'm going down to grab it and I grab it and pull it out of the water and all of a sudden a muskie, its head came out of the water. No right kidding. There. I was like, oh, from now on I'm going to just yeah. flip them suckers into like, those. Like, I'm not reaching down and grabbing those damn things. Yeah, you didn't realize you had to worry about alligators if you weren't <laughs> in Florida, but uh, we had that happen the one day me, you, and Ramrod went yep. and caught all them damn yellow bass. Uh, Ramrod had a big freaking walleye follow his yellow bass yep. right up to the side of the boat and just hung out there and uh, i had a muskie or a pike come yeah, flying one, actually out of the water and and try to grab hit it. my uh hit my yellow bass as i was flipping it but yeah it happens it, it and it's cool it's badass and it's, but it, it is really it is really neat it just goes to prove that sometimes you don't know what you're going to catch when you when you're out there fishing so yep um, one other thing that, uh, we wanted to talk about today, uh, last week after, uh, we posted, uh, I think it might've been actually on the Dwayne Jelm, uh, episode, uh, comments, um, uh, people started kind of asking I us about was after our fish flop when you posted that. Oh, fish was it flop. the fish flop Friday? Yep. The fish flop Friday okay. one. But, uh, um, we'll, we'll talk about it here and, and, uh, I do think that it's maybe uh, uh, video worthy and we'll post something on the Facebook page, but we had a few people reach out, um, asking about what our, uh, boat setups were, uh, um, what kind of boat I ran, what kind of boat Matt runs and, uh, um, the electronics and whatnot that we have in there. So, uh, we're just going to take a couple minutes here to kind of run through, uh, what we're, what we're, uh, doing and, and I'll, I'll start, um. Uh, my boat, uh, 1999 tracker, super guide V 16, uh, actually bought it probably five or six years ago from Matt, from Matt, right when I moved into this house is when I bought it. And, uh, I did one of the coolest things that any guy can do. And I went and bought that boat without ever mentioning it to my wife (laughs) and just brought it home. And, uh, that's how, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky at the time I wasn't married because if I, if I, uh, if I was, maybe I wouldn't have been afterwards, but, uh, uh, I, I, I suggest not trying that. I mean, I'm, I am lucky this wasn't a $20,000 boat, uh, but, uh, um, yeah, that, that, that put a damper on yeah, things. That was, yeah, that was not, yeah, it was one uh, of those deals. Like, they get yeah. over it. They get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Um, nope. Yeah. I bought it from Matt, uh, five, six years ago, 99, uh, tracker super guide V 16. Uh, it's got a 40 horse, uh, Merc two stroke on it. Uh, it's got a Minkota Tarova 80 pound, uh, trolling motor on the front. I do not have a graph on the front and, uh, it's got a graph at the council, uh, Lawrence elite seven, um, I'll be honest, I flip it on every once in a while just to see how deep I am. But, um, for the most part, the fishing that I personally do in there, um, is, is weed line fishing or, you know, bass fishing where, you know, I'm just kind of, uh, pissing around and, and kind of have a pretty good idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is that chance I've, I've brought it out to spirit Lake and we've trolled and, and, uh, you know, there you kind of got to have an idea of, of, uh, the contours and, and the depth, but the majority of the fishing that I do in that boat, uh, I don't know, I, I could go many days without ever turning it on and, and not really, not really have a whole lot to worry about. But, uh, um, that's, that's personally what I run. Um, nice it's, thing about it is it's, it's a nice boat where you can get it into small oh, shit, yeah. bodies of water, you know. You know, we got a couple of lakes around here where you can't have outboard motors. You can't run gas motors in them. So it's trolling motor only. And the docks or the ramps sometimes aren't very, very nice. But that one, I mean, you can slide it right off and slide it right back on, crank it right back on too. Yeah, two guys, I mean, 
you know, if, if you had two guys and you could get it to the water, from there you can get it in. Yeah. I mean, you yep. know, it's not, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, it's not like two guys just going to lift that thing up. But, right. But two guys can muscle it around pretty yeah. good and, and uh, um, you know, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it's a full-size boat, it'd go, I mean, honestly, go out to the Missouri River with it, no yeah. problem, and, and uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to get in big wind, but, you know, it... There, there's people with far less that do a whole hell of a lot more than <laughs> yep, what I feel comfortable sure. with. So, but uh, I, I truly love that boat. I hope I have that boat forever. I hope someday I, I can afford to upgrade, and uh, I, I truly hope that when that day happens, I can uh, just hand that boat off to my son, and he can go and do hood rat stuff in it too. And and uh, I don't know. I love it. I love it for for what it is. Memories. Yep, no doubt. If it, if it was good enough for you for all those years, yeah. it sure as shit good enough for for me or whatever I'm gonna do in it. Mine, I I my boat is a 2015 Lund Pro Guide. It's a tiller. It's got the 90 horse on it. Uh, Mercury uh, four stroke. That's what uh, the main power unit is for that. Uh, as far as trolling motor, I also have an 80 pound 24 volt system. Uh, Minn Kota Tarova. I, I just love the Tarovas. I mean, I've been looking. Maybe my next one will. Maybe I'll jump up to an Ultrex at some point and start doing the whole cable drive deal just for the more responsiveness of it and everything like that. Now that they have spot lock on all those. Um, and that's one of the biggest features that I love on mine is the old spot lock. And I'm sure Scott would probably agree with his too, where you yep, don't no have doubt. to throw out an anchor where you can just hit that and it'll keep you in the general area where you need to be. Um, as far as graphs on mine, I run on the back where I drive. I have two graphs back there. I have a Hummingbird 898, I believe is what it is. And then I also have a Garmin 93 UHD on the back along with a Garmin UHD 93 up front that I run. Uh, they are linked together, so they share waypoints and stuff like that. And I do have the one up front that's hooked up to the trolling motor for the traditional 2D sonar. I mean, I could run it off the back one too, but then I would be picking up the back part of the boat and a lot of times i want to know what's directly underneath of me when i'm up there but now i also have a live scope shuttle that i run up there too so now that front graph also also doubles for that there so uh i have been kind of looking around to see if i can find just the head unit of a garmin 93 but it seems like you got to buy the whole damn thing which i really don't want to do because i don't need another transducer but uh that's kind of that's what my setup is as far as that goes. Um, the tiller, it's my boat is a very wide boat, a lot of room in there. You can fish a lot of people in there comfortably. I mean, you can have three guys casting no problem if you really wanted to. Uh, I mean, I've had a couple people up on the front de deck casting. Uh, in the back, there's pretty good room that you know a guy can cast back there. Um, yeah. Uh, great storage i mean i got most of my stuff inside of there uh yeah holds a bunch of rods i've been thinking about taking the rod tubes out of the rod locker so that i can fit more in there and less chance of breaking guides i guess i should just put put them in rod socks but then as soon as i take them out then i have a bunch of rod socks laying around that i'm tripping over but no overall that's what my boat is it's a 1775 pro guide um, so 17 feet and, you know, just under 18 foot is what it is. So no, I, I really like it. I bought it from walleye will Papenfoos, So that boat's had a lot of fish caught in it before I ever got it. So I, I love that boat. I, it, it, as really far nice. as just, you know, like two dudes just out fishing. Yeah. I mean, we, we've won bass tournaments out of that oh, right. boat. And, right. uh, I mean, you know, last week you and I went up to, to spirit lake and, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of got my spot in the back and I love just hanging out right back there. I've got plenty of room, you know, I, I've, I've always, you know, just been comfortable sitting back there no need to go up to the front. But yeah, like you mentioned, if, if I would, I mean, there, there would be enough plenty room, enough room us, up yep. there. I, I love the fishability of that tiller boat. And, uh, um, like you mentioned also storage, <laughs> I mean, it, it just seems like 
all over. You know, yeah. just there's another compartment. There's yeah. another oh, compartment. Wow, this compartment can't be that big. Well, actually, that mm-hmm. compartment's it pretty is. damn big. Right. It's like, oh, so, okay, yeah. Yep. So, and I think that Lund, they make a really nice boat. Like just overall, the finish. Uh, you know, being in that boat. Uh, um, you know, the carpeting and and everything. Uh, just every everything is is nice. Yep. I, I feel like it's just nice. It's, it's well put together. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you, I, I've been in boat shops before when you're, um, when you're, you know, look, looking at a boat and it's like, you know, you, you pop open the live well and it's like, well, you know, that's not exactly, right, yeah. you know, nice, you know, it, 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 it's doable, but it's not nice. Like I, I feel like yours is nice. Yeah. No, but, I've been really happy with it and you know, maybe someday I'll, upgrade and stuff like that but uh until till then i mean it's getting the job done the only thing that any tiller owner knows is that a lot of times it it can be a wet ride at times but yep. that's just yep. that's what you get you know with a tiller but no it's i've been really happy with it and uh, i we think pizza review i don't have one uh i don't have one i this this last week being up at uh, Okaboji all weekend, we did a. I grilled pork chops. I grilled steaks. I grilled burgers. I I did all sorts of stuff, and I, I, I do was, think was, that there what, is a chance that I have a pizza review. Um, what was it? What was your best thing that you ate over? Oh, we had some crafties uh, New York strips. Oh yeah, some bitch <laughs> like yeah. them are way good. And you didn't uh, get the meat hammer. No, didn't the beef hammer? <laughs> the, meat, the meat hammer. Yeah, we didn't uh, didn't do that. Uh, should have blown opportunity, but uh, no, we uh, uh, we did fresh green beans and um, steak one night. We did corn on the cob and pork chops. Like, tell me you're from Iowa without telling me you're from <laughs> Iowa. Right. Uh, we did. What's God your, dang what's it? Your there is nothing better. Vegetable. Mm, I can eat tomatoes like apples. You I can, can eat green beans just raw. Like I love green beans. Like just pick them and and start eating them. That's really? oh my god, that's good. I can eat a potato like an apple. <laughs> I, I actually love it. <laughs> it's really good. Um, I love vegetables. Like up until like probably four years ago, I never like I would always order salads and no dressing, just a dry salad, and I loved it. And then I got, on to freaking, I got turned on to Dorothy Lynch. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, boy. There was no, no <laughs> turning like, back. It's like putting pure cocaine on it. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, like my once God. Once you do it once, it's just like I you're like the, craving it. I get the shakes <laughs> if I don't get it. But, uh, um, no, I do. I really, I love vegetables uh, besides peppers and onions, of course. But uh, uh, we grilled burgers. God dang it. There is just nothing better than grilling burgers and then having, like, lettuce. Right. Tomato, fixings, yeah. onion, mayonnaise. The That's the key. You gotta, you gotta have, have mayonnaise for for the burger. Yeah. You a mayonnaise guy? Yeah, I'll put mayonnaise. God on dang it, it, I freaking love it. Yeah, uh, good potato salad along with that. Can't beat that. Baked beans and potato salad. If you can mix those two together, yeah. That's those are you know I don't get the people that you know. There's people that hate when their food food touch on their plate. Mm-hmm. Like they will not. Mm-hmm. Like nope, I'm done. I won't eat it. My food touches. That it's like you have to. It's like yeah. if, if they're not touching, I'm gonna make them touch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah, you guys like, are touching. <laughs> I remember. Get to know each other because you're gonna be together. no doubt, no doubt. Yep, that's they they go together. It they just do. is what it is. But no, I uh, I I think there's an outside chance that I have a pizza that I did that I didn't review, but I'm not gonna re-review it just in case. Um, but. Uh, um, I, I've got a couple more that I want to do, and then I might uh, actually give uh, the pizza review a rest for a little while yep. and, and uh, put it on hiatus. Yep, yep. Maybe bring it back around ice fishing season no, because it seems yep seems like that's a good thing to have sometimes in the wheelhouse as a frozen pizza. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So but, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll put it on the burner until November, December ish. Yep. Um, I guess that leads us uh, to our Freedom Brew. Uh, good news story. That's Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa, the absolute best damn coffee shop that there ever was. Um, you can go ahead and try yourself a Starbucks, try yourself a Caribou, try yourself a, uh, a Scooters, but uh, it ain't Freedom Brew. It is not. It ain't Freedom Brew. And not only coffee, they got anything that you need, ice cream, mini donuts, they got uh, energy drink type things, some smoothies, I mean... Yep. 
go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Yep. And I've told you guys once, I'll tell you again, uh, I've known Austin and Brianna for a, I, I don't know how long I've known Austin, but I mean, middle school or something like that. He's from the next town over, uh, known him for a long time. And, uh, I, I I don't know Austin and Brianna they're just always kind of dabbling in something and uh, I I know for a fact I've been over in that coffee shop and Austin's told me you know like they don't cut any corners like no. yeah we could get cheaper coffee but it ain't as good and and they w- when you go there I can one hundred percent guarantee you they do not have another option to make it better like they. It, it is best. what it is. Yeah, it is, and uh, and you can taste it. Uh, you just can. When I, I every everyone I talk to that goes there, they're like, well, you know, we you know we go to this place because it's a little bit closer from time to time. But if I'm ever going through Larchwood, yep. we're stopping at Freedom Brew. Yep. I, I you know I, I love Freedom Brew better than than free any anyone that's ever stopped at Freedom Brew. That's their favorite coffee coffee it shop. It is. It seems like it. I mean. Yep. Proof's in the pudding. It is. It really is. And they have something for everybody. Yep. So, all right, Matt, you uh, you go ahead and start with the good news stories this week. Well, one of mine is, uh, I have a couple of them. I'm going to start off with this one. I got a snap the other day from somebody that was just like, hey, is your dad, your dad's name Joe? And I'm like, yeah, it is. And then it's like, well, my grandparents were up in Ellsworth the other night um, eating supper up at Mickey's up there, and they they came out of the out of the restaurant and they had a flat tire on their vehicle and your dad helped change the tire that don't surprise me and i said uh yeah i go it doesn't surprise me one bit him and a couple other guys yep. i talked to my mom the other day they did it and he's just like i just wanted to message you and just tell you i thought that was the coolest thing in the world because this guy's grandpa he's doesn't get around that good so i mean neither one of them were going to be able to change that tire yep. and three of those guys inside of the establishment went out there and helped them get that tire changed so they could be on their way um and my dad was talking to him and uh, said that he was from rock rabbits and he's like oh so then you probably know my son matthew and it took the guy a little bit for a second he's like that's the first time i've ever heard matthew, matthew. and i was <laughs> like yeah i said I only ever got called that when i was in deep shit so <laughs> um so you know that i thought that was a pretty cool story right there I mean, for that person yep. to reach out and, you know, really say that they really appreciated my dad doing that. Like I said, I told him, well, if my dad helped change it, you might want to just make sure you check the lug nuts <laughs> just in case. It uh, got you home, but, but don't right. expect much more after right. that. So you might want to – I'm surprised my dad didn't get hurt. Uh, a couple other ones. Hopefully I'm not stealing yours no, here. No, go ahead. Um, I got – I'm just going to say we had a couple of kids sign, you know, commit right. to the University of Iowa – for football, which is just totally awesome, pretty cool to see. Like we have one that's down there now that's going to be a freshman this year. It's just so cool to see those guys, you know, chasing that those dreams and stuff like that and accomplishing all that. So yep, that's my good news stories. I got another funny story for you here after your good news story. But uh, um, my, well, what you got? My good news story. Uh, you know, obviously I was up at Okaboji this weekend uh, at my parents' uh, place up there. Uh, my brother and uh, sister-in-law were there with their two kids. And, uh, you know, my, my brother's oldest son, Bowen, uh, I believe he's probably five, maybe. He's about to be about six because yeah, he's maybe, kindergarten. You know, I, he yeah, he just turned six, six. Yeah, a couple weeks in, ago. Yeah. But uh, whatever. Cal, dang it. Bowen was out on that dock all the time fishing like you know that that's what he wanted to do and in turn slate wanted to be out there fishing all the time and they were they were out there they were out there fishing they were out there catching and to the point where bowen you know didn't need help taking fish off of his hook anymore like he 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 had that and i don't know it just uh you know you you always want your kids to to be interested in in the same stuff and you know i'm sure for my brother you know being an outdoorsman himself, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, to see his son taking an interest in hunting and taking an interest in fishing, like, you know, that's always your hope. And, and, you know, some outdoorsmen don't get that out of their kids, you know, not, not everyone was born to be an outdoorsman. Some people are, you know, into computers and some people are, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta let your kids do what they want to do and what they're good at and, and what they enjoy. But, uh, uh, 
you know, for right now, we've we've got a bunch of young outdoorsmen in our family, and, and it's a lot of fun to be out there on the dock. It's a little bit dangerous at times. <laughs> I mean, there's there's hooks swinging around, and, and uh, you might need some safety glasses, maybe a helmet, and, and uh, chain mail. Got but, some uh, band-aids yep, on standby. Yep. I got a first aid kit on the dock. Yep, but for right now, it's, uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun, and, uh, um, you know, that... That uh, that'd be mine. Yeah, I saw a lot of cool pictures. Oh yeah, this weekend from yep. those two hanging out there, and yeah, it was really neat. Yep. All right, I got to tell you this story right here. Okay. Um, coming from hometown of Ellsworth, Minnesota. The other day, the city of Ellsworth, Minnesota, on their Facebook page, had a post that said, "Beware and pay attention" in all bold letters. There have been several complaints of a hawk that is centrally located within the city of Ellsworth that has attacked and drawn blood to several people. Uh, The Migratory Bird Treaty Act and state laws make it illegal to kill, capture, possess um, actual birds or parts of, including feathers, harass, or harm any bird of prey. It is illegal to hunt, harm, harass, or possess any hawk, eagle, owl, falcon, or vulture. Hawks have been protected for a long time. All this, they go on to say it. Uh, they've been in contact with the sheriff in the county and stuff like that. And uh, basically, this is a federally, federally protected bird. And if you are attacked, the bird had, and has drawn blood, please take a photo of your wound date and send an email to the city of Ellsworth. Um, the more attacks, obviously, the more facts and photos, the attention they can get. Uh, and then they can do something about this. I had no clue about this bird. Until a few weeks ago when I was up there uh, for family fun days. And my brother was walking his son back to my mom and dad's house. And he got attacked. <laughs> Brant did. Sucker drew blood, too. He was walking along. You're, you're being serious right I'm now. I'm being serious. He was walking his son back to my mom and dad's. And he's just walking along down the street like he's done many times in his life in Ellsworth, Minnesota. All of a sudden, something came up. And just from behind and just whack right in the head. And it drew blood. I mean, he was bleeding and stuff like that. And he had he was like, what the hell just happened? And so somebody posted that on Facebook the other day. And they were just like, you know, if you've been attacked and stuff. or Is it the same one over and over? And then all of a sudden I was like, are you kidding me? Like, somebody told me that uptown. They're like, yeah, Brent got attacked by a hawk. I'm like, what? Like, how does that happen? And everybody in Ellsworth was like, oh, no, that, that, yeah, that's been there for a while. It's, It's attacked a lot of people. You know, so-and-so lives right there where it, ha- it has a nest there. So, so-and-so, they can't even mow their yard at times because it will come down and attack them the whole time they're trying to mow their yard. They're like, they tried, they moved the nest last fall, but it came back and built another one in a different spot. And I'm just like, holy bucket. Like, they're just like. I've oh, never even like, heard of something it's like, like that. It's like the town mascot. I'm just like, holy buckets. I don't know if it's a red-tailed hawk or if it's like one of them like kestrels or whatever, like a smaller one. I mean, you think about that. If that's a red-tailed hawk. I mean, that sucker's big. Well, people started making, you know how, you know, Mark Safe from, like, so-and-so. <laughs> the Ellsworth Hawk. Yep, somebody posted that the other day, Mark Safe. And I, I commented on there, and I said, well, not Brandeis. No. And then a little bit later, well, like, I was harassed. We were, my family was at a text group going, and they were talking about it. And, you know, we were kind of flipping them crap. And I sent that, uh, you know, the Mark Safe and all that stuff. And they thought it was funny. And we were we were BSing about it, and also mom's like, "Well, your father's not safe from the Ellsworth Hawk." No either. kidding, got him too. Huh? <laughs> got him too. He was walking along, and he saw it sitting up in the nest, and dad just kept on walking, and he said he no more turned, and was walking, and also next thing he knows, his hat landed about ten foot away from him. No that kidding. Sucker came down and got it. So if you're walking around in the town of Ellsworth, keep your head on a swivel because that sucker's they got an attack hawk. I was wow. like, I just had go hawk eyes when I saw that. <laughs> That's, right. So. That's right. That's just <laughs> doing the Lord's work up there. I'm I'm all for my uh, uh, you know, or I'm not migratory bird. I'm I'm all for uh, birds of prey and and cool falconry and and whatever. But. Uh, um, I think it's time to pull the three S's on that one. <laughs> right. Shoot, shovel, and shut up. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. holy buckets. We, 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 can't, we can't have one drawn blood. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm all, like, they're they're badass up on the light pole. They're badass <laughs> on the fence post. Like, no, we, we can't have it. You, I don't know. You go. You come and attack my two-year-old, I fucking guarantee you that thing's dead. I'll call the DNR myself. <laughs> That's right. But, but, Let uh, them know what's about to happen. Yep. So... 
All right. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to 225. Uh, last week's episode, 224 with Dwayne Jelm. Uh, absolutely our biggest episode ever. Like that thing freaking took off like a rocket. Uh, and, and what a cool episode it was. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but, uh, we, we continue to thank you guys, uh, for, for tuning in every single week. Uh, you know, the, the shares, the, the comments on Facebook, you know, everything that you guys do, uh, we truly do appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, with that, uh, we'll see you again, uh, next week on episode 226 later. Later.